Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th to the 20th of July. From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program on this Thursday, the 11th of August. Well, it's been a relatively quiet week for the Newcastle Knights. It certainly makes a difference from the last few weeks. Joining me on nine now from Newcastle Herald, it is Barry Tui. Good morning. It has been a quiet week, hasn't it? It has, Trace, for a change, um, particularly after last week, which um, everything was happening this time last week, but it's um, quietened down. Amazing what a wind does, right? To, oh. um, Quieten everything up. It really has quietened down. Now let's go back to uh, to last week. Obviously, um, the addition of uh, of Peter Park coming in over the top of all of this and uh, and changing the way that obviously uh, you know on field incidents are handled. It, it's exactly what you and I said last week. It was a it was a storm in a teacup that just got escalated to an area that it shouldn't have been, and that's basically what uh, what Peter said at his uh, at his media conference. Yeah, he did, Trace, um, and and done the obvious thing that um, should have happened last week is that um, it was reported to him or anything in future will be reported to him and he'll decide whether it's handled in-house or whether he needs to take it, if it's more serious or serious enough, needs to take it a little bit higher up the, the chain. But um, I don't think there's any doubt if, if um, Peter Parr, for example, had have started a week earlier, maybe, because um, this was in process, was already in process by the time he, he got to the club uh, or he started at the club, so he couldn't really do anything about it. But if it happened a week earlier, uh, or if he did started a week earlier, then I'm sure we probably wouldn't have even heard about any drama involving uh, David Clemmer and, and Hayden Knowles, the head of high performance, because uh, it wouldn't have got past him. They would have handled it in-house like every other club would handle such an incident. And, um, you know, we wouldn't have had the four or five days of media saturation, media coverage with, with no one out there understanding why mm. Newcastle handled it the way they did, which is disappointing. But anyway, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's got resolved. Um, Clem was back at training last Friday um, after, well, supposed mediation or whatever they do um, these days, and and um, he'll be he's in the team this week and be playing this week. And the other thing, uh, obviously, he's uh, he's got his column back in the Newcastle Herald today. He's made it quite clear that he's here to stay. He's uh, He didn't want to go to Parramatta. He wants to stay here. It's not how he wanted to finish his year um, you know, here at Newcastle. And as far as he knows, uh, he's part of the plans for next year. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think after everything that's happened, and look, to be honest, um, Clem's come out of this fantastic. I reckon, Hasn't he for, just... For a bloke that's probably done the wrong thing on the field and, and let his emotions get the better of him a little bit, um, he's come out of it um, in great shape because he's been the club's best player this year by country mile. Uh, everyone acknowledges that. And, um, you know, basically the, the fans, have well, they love him because mm. he's 
their line on it all was, well, why are you punishing someone who's, you know, showing a bit of passion about the place and wants to stay on the field when we've got blokes out there, you know, previous weeks who didn't look like they wanted to be out there. So Clem's um, reputation has only been enhanced, I think, by what's happened from a fan point of view anyway, by what's happened. He's got another year to go on his contract. And, look, I don't doubt that there's some... There's some undercurrent maybe within the Knights that think that um, that, that 800000 that he's on next year could could probably be spent better elsewhere. Um, but, uh, look, I don't think there's any doubt now that Clem will, will see out his current contract. Whether he gets anything beyond the end of next year, we'll have to wait and see, but I'll probably still doubt that. Um, but Clem wants to finish his career here and, and uh, he'll get plenty of fan support for that to happen now because of, of what's happened in the last week. It's it really was a hot, a bizarre thing, and uh, you know, and and Peter Parr in his uh, for his credit really stood up and said, "Look, this was wrong. This should never have gone to the HR department. It's uh, it's not how things are done." He he well and truly, in a polite way, slapped the club across the face, didn't he? Well, he did to a certain extent. I mean, he took he took control, and 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 it was probably easy for him to come out after the event then and just say, "Well, we're not going to handle this the same way again." Um, he understands. And 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 look, I mean, something like this probably hasn't happened in the past, so the club probably didn't have the right protocols. That's why he's been brought in mm. to um, oversee all this sort of stuff and, and preempt what can happen. And uh, he's had experience, obviously, with with the Broncos at one point and then with um, the Cowboys for the last two decades. So um, he knows what can happen at clubs. Um, so he can preempt some stuff and he can have processes in place. To, um, that come into force when something does happen like this. The club probably didn't have that before, no. and that's how they decided to handle it. And when you got West involved, and obviously there's different um, processes for, you know, the the West group and their company. And when you got the HR sort of on both sides, on their side, in looking after the Knights as well, then uh, this sort of thing obviously sort of spills over and can happen. And but it won't happen again, thank goodness. No, not at all. And you've uh, you've got uh, Peter on as your uh, your podcast for this week. Yes, an early podcast this week. I got a bit of a shock when I found out it was already up this morning, to be honest. But um, it's already there. Um, yeah, I had a good chat with um, with Pari and went through the whole thing, went through his life history, actually, and his, his playing days, winning a couple of comps at South Newcastle and playing cricket for Stockton. Um, yeah, and, and and the fact that he went away for a couple of years, or he thought for a couple of years, and has come back, you know, 25 years later. Um, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. He's got some. He's a straight shooter, Pari. Mm. He's got some thoughts on how he wants to to uh, he wants the knife to operate. He's obviously at the, right at this moment looking at where all the resources are. He tells me and, and working out where um, you know the club is is where it's well placed resource wise and where. It needs some help. Uh, he's a supporter of, of the coach. He wants to give the coach every opportunity to have some success. He's a supporter of the the, um, the recruitment manager from uh, from Cairns, uh, the former Townsville um, Cowboys recruitment officer, and they've had plenty of time together. So he's a big supporter of him. He's also uh, he knows the importance of the pathways. And he's all, and I'll like I tell you, he's already made a decision there. Um, the Knights were going to have a new pathways manager who also looked after the coaching of the reserve grade, mm. and it was also a uh, 
a, a transition coach for NRL. Well, Harry's come in and decided straight away, okay, well, we need whoever looks after pathways, that's his position, and he won't be doing anything else. So that's great. He's already made a change in that respect, mm. and, and he's, uh, he's obviously a, an ex-local player himself with, with South Newcastle, so he understands the local comp and he understands the importance of getting young kids through the system and all that sort of stuff. So there'll be some good changes mm. um, coming. It is interesting, Baz. I mean, that's some of the complaints that I hear from the old boys is that, uh, you know, there is no linkage into uh, into the Newcastle Rugby League, that, uh, you know, those those contacts and those linkages aren't what they used to be. I mean, we know that Mark Lanville's gone in there and he's he's already making some uh, some difference, but that is something that really needs to, uh, to come back into play for the Newcastle Knights is that link with the local comp. Definitely. And I think maybe the lack of probably been the lack of resources more than anything else, Trace, that has stopped that from happening. I mean, um, everyone's so worried, or not so much worried, but so centred on doing what they have to do at the night that that there hasn't really been enough resources in and around that relationship. It wasn't the old days, but Mm. uh, just in in the last probably 10, 15, 20 years, there hasn't been that um, relationship with the local comp. There hasn't been the relationship with the the local juniors. I think when Brian Smith was here, there was a real disconnect with the local juniors because he was bringing plenty of kids in to play, you know, in the junior comp for the night from overseas, particularly New Zealand Mm. when he was here. And I know, you know, the local... The local coaches and the local clubs, um, you know, there was a there was a real disconnect there with the Knights, and I don't know that it's ever been fixed. And no. uh, I think I think the the well, West have, have obviously identified that. Phil Gardner has mentioned that in the last few years that it's an area that they've dropped the ball in the club mm. over the last couple of decades, and and it's something that needs to be fixed. And I think the fact that Peter Parr has come in as the boss and he's an ex-player from the local comp, he grew up playing junior footy in Newcastle, I think that's, you know, that's fantastic. He's the type of bloke that they need in there to fix it. Fingers crossed, seriously. Mm. It's, you know, we, we just can't keep losing hemorrhaging talent and, and, locally. And, it, and it's not going to be a quick fix no. either, Trace. I mean, they've, they've got to plan it and, and do it right and, and it might take, you know, three or four years. But as he as he points out, if you've only got to look at the Cowboys, mm. they've had a similar experience. They've got probably half their team now is is local kids that have come through the system there, and and um, that's what the Knights have got to get back to because at the moment there's hardly any local kids in the in mm. the in the club in the you know in the top echelon of the club anyway, and. Uh, that's what we're going to get back to. Yeah, and that's what's made the Newcastle Knights who, who and what they are. That that was always the fabric, and uh, it was it was the lifeblood of what was the Newcastle Knights. Whether we won, you know, won, lost, or drew, you know, it, that was the lifeblood. That's what you went to see. You went to see the local kids come through. Hasn't happened. Well, it hasn't happened. And look, there's no guarantees about local kids that uh, they've got to, still got to be good enough. Right? Of course, that's they the do. other thing. I mm. mean, um, we can't just pick. Uh, you know, 17 local kids every week and expect them to go out there and and get the job done for the night. Um, there's always going to be a sprinkling of, of you know, um, guys coming in from other clubs, recruits from outside, but, you know, we've got to get the balance right and, and there's obviously a, such a 
great nursery around this area. There's obviously some kids out there that um, need a, need identifying and need some good, really good coaching. And if, if that happens, then uh, you can bet your life that um, you know we'll get back to the point where maybe half the team are, are local juniors. That's what we need to get back to mm. because that's when we'll be. That's when the club will become a major force again. Now, the other big news coming out of the NRL uh, this week has, of course, been uh, Ricky Stewart and his uh, his little spray at uh, at his media conference and uh, and labelling a Panthers player a weak gutted dog. Now, the NRL came down very very hard on uh, on Ricky. Did they do the right thing? Yeah, they did. Um, look, I, I I'm a fan of Ricky Stewart. I, I got a relationship with Ricky, not a great relation, not a you know super strong one, but. Um, I've always found him uh, really good to deal with, and I love his passion. Mm. Sometimes, unfortunately, his passion um, spills over, a bit like Clem probably mm. um, last week. Sometimes his passion spills over, and and um, you know he can lose his mind a little bit. I think, and I think he lost his mind a little bit last week. Um, I don't doubt that there's history there. I don't doubt that there's some ordinary history there. Um, involving his children and and uh, Salmon, the the Penrith player, but to um, expose it like he did um, in a you know in a media conference where it was going to get saturation media, it, it was never the right thing, and he admitted that it was never the right thing to do. And and um, yeah, the NRL has, has punished him. They've fined him, and they've told the club, told the Raiders that. Ricky has to pay the fine. They don't want the club paying the fine, um, and and he he'll be sitting. Well, he won't be sitting on the sidelines. No. He won't even be at the game. He has to weekend. be at home. Yeah, he'll be at home watching, uh, and he's not to be uh, involved at all. So he'll have the weekend off, and and um, I, I think it's fair enough. I think um, they had to had to come down heavy on it because it was yeah it was pretty ordinary to be honest. And and when you think that you know it was back when. The young, the young Penrith player was, I think, twelve years old. Mm. So it's a fair while ago, and admittedly, it's probably still raw for for Ricky and his family. But um, yeah, it wasn't the wasn't the right environment, it wasn't the right place to be um, venting like he did. No, and and it's absolutely right. I agree with you completely. Um, you know, Ricky is so passionate. I spent some time with him down at Parramatta, and he is so passionate. But sometimes you've just got to put a muzzle on him and say, you know, Ricky, hang on, don't you know, calm yourself down. And 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 he didn't do that to himself. And I don't know, I don't know where his media manager was at the time, but uh, yeah, it it was uh, it was quite. Uh, I'd like to say out of character, but it's not out of character if that makes sense. Yeah. And and look, to be fair, on his media manager, Ricky may not. Ricky, Ricky uh, he, it may have been something that um, just came to him, mm. you know, in an instant when he was asked about the incident with Salmon. Um, it may his media manager probably no one at the club um, may not have even known the history there. Um, so it's um, yeah, it's one of those things. Ricky says what he says at times. He's he's I think he's the most fined. Coaching the NRL (laughs) for having a crack at referees. So no one's really probably surprised. You know, I I was a little bit surprised at the viciousness Mm. of it in that um, arena. But um, the fact that Ricky's had an outburst, I think, um, you know, probably expected from Ricky about whatever at certain points during the season. Mm. It's a viciousness which shocked me. That's uh, Yeah. That's what really shocked me. And it just goes to show you how how personal it was. And we've all, 
I mean, we all suspect that there was something there involving Ricky's children and and the and the Penrith player back in the day, mm. but um, it was a fair while ago. Yeah. But um, but that's you know, that's Ricky. He uh, he likes to hang on to those things. Yeah, and and um, you know maybe I'm a father, so mm. um, I, I I can recall certain things in my kids childhood too that um, I wasn't happy about so I mean you do hang on to those sorts of things and you're very protective but um, like I say I mean it just wasn't the the place to vent and um, you know he should have he should have kept it in house he certainly should have now uh, let's get back on to our tipping now uh, we both yeah we do we We, we both got six out of eight though and both got different ones wrong yeah so uh, you took the sea eagles I took the eels Yep. So I got that one up, but uh, the one that, uh, <laughs> bloody Ricky, the one that got me was I took the Raiders and you took the Panthers. So, yeah, we, bo- a, we both got and six. Mo- and to be fair, Trace, after having a look and uh, at a few tipping panels around the place, uh, most people took the Raiders last week. Um, and I thought the Panthers were were fantastic. I think it was a, it was a great performance from the Panthers without their two their two champion halves and and without uh, kick out their, their back rower to to play as well as they did and dominate uh, the Raiders in Canberra. Which the fact is that was the other thing we didn't mention about Ricky too. I guess Trace is the fact that uh, there was so much pressure on the Raiders because um, you know they're trying to get into the eight. And uh, they were probably favourites down there um, and didn't get the job done. So that wouldn't have helped him either going into that press conference. But, uh, yeah, look, fantastic performance by the, by the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was really happy that they won, Trace, because I knew you tipped the other mob. <laughs> Let's get underway with uh, round 22. It gets underway tonight. And uh, it is the Panthers taking on the Storm. Oh, wow. I... Uh I have gone the Panthers, but I, I am seriously contemplating the Storm. Um, I, I'm really, I'm really stuck on this one, Barry. Yeah, look, a bit of a grudge match too. There's been mm. plenty of talk during the week about the bad blood between the two teams. Um, I haven't had a look today to work out whether um, the Melbourne Storm halfback Hughes is playing. Um, he obviously injured his shoulder last week. Um, I took the Panthers, thinking that he would be out. Mm. Um, and if, if that's the case, then I'm, I'm happy to, to go with the Panthers. I think without him, it's obviously still got Munster, but no Pappenhausen, obviously, for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, look, I just think the Panthers, are, at home in particular, mm. will get the job done. I think they're, what, they're paying about $1.55 mm. or something. So Cooper, I, John's, I um, Cooper John's has been named at halfback. Yeah, so I think yeah. that I think that's a, not that I, nothing against Cooper Johns. No. I think um, you know with the other bloke out, he's he's their kingpin, particularly mm. with um, with Pappenhausen not there. So I, I think the Panthers all get up. Now this uh, this is another uh, this is one that we uh, we disagree on, uh, which I'm quite surprised at. Uh, the Warriors and the Bulldogs. It's six o'clock Friday at Mount Smart Stadium, so it is a home game for the Warriors. I've gone for the Warriors. You've gone for the doggies. Why have you gone for the doggies? Because I think they'll win. <laughs> you give me more than that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're favourites. I think they're playing better than the Warriors. I thought the Warriors were dreadful last week. Looked, they were, weren't they? very much to me. And admittedly, they're at home, so they'll be a different team. But they looked at they looked to me like a team that's put the queue in the rack. To be honest, mm. against South last week, they had blokes out there that you would expect would be, um, you know, Harris, for example. 
I thought he was he was terrible. He just didn't look like he wanted to be there. Like I say, they're back at home, so that'll make a big difference. The dogs, well, they were competitive, well, very competitive for three quarters of the game last week against the Cowboys and fell away at the end. But, um, you know, they're favourites, and I think they're deserved favourites, and I'll, I'll be surprised. The Warriors got some injuries as well. Mm. I'll be surprised if the dogs don't win, put it that way. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to stick with the Warriors because it's at home. Yep. And we'll, we'll just see. I'll, now, bow, I'll bow to your brilliance yeah, um, what this is causing up <laughs> Now, the other one that we disagree on is uh, is the Eels taking on the Rabbitohs. Uh, obviously, you've gone for the Rabbits. I've gone for, for the Eels because it is a home game for the Eels. But the Rabbitohs, are, uh, they're playing some, uh, some good football. Yeah, well, this is the one I tossed and turned about. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm... In the end, I thought to myself, well, I'm three behind in the Herald tipping competition, um, so I might tip the Rabbitohs here because I reckon everyone will tip the Eels. And, I, and, and I, they I, haven't. I've got a feeling everyone's tipped the Rabbitohs, which surprises me. So if I'd have known that, Trace, to be honest with you, I would have tipped the Eels. They're at home. Mm. Um, you know, they played great last week without without their um, their star halfback. Um, but the Rabbitohs are favourites and strong favourites, so um, interesting. It wouldn't surprise me if this game went either way, so you could well be right, mm. um, hoping you're not, but you I could well you be right. So then uh, Saturday we get underway with the Roosters taking on the Cowboys. It is a Roosters home game. I've gone the, the Chooks. Yeah, I've gone the Chooks. Um, I, I give the Cowboys a good chance of an upset. Uh, they're the outsiders, but the Roosters, to me, they... Some seem to be warming up. They've got, still got a few injuries, but they might have a couple of blokes back. Um, yeah, they're getting the job done. They're looking a bit more confident. But the cows, are, they're, um, their attack's so good that um, they could put points on really quickly, as they did last week against uh, against the Bulldogs. So, as I say, it wouldn't surprise me if, it, if there's an upset, but the Roosters are home for me in this one. The Tigers take on the Sharks uh, for the 5.30 game on uh, on Saturday. It's a home game for the West Tigers. I was speaking with um, with uh, Brett Kamali's sister-in-law yesterday and uh, he's having an okay time down there. It's not fantastic. Um, but, and I can't see him getting a win over the Sharks. Well, it's a home game, but I think it's in Tamworth, isn't it? Um, I'm sure they're taking this game to Tamworth. Oh, that'll be uh, helpful. This weekend, so it's probably handy for it the is. Sharks. It's Scully Park at Tamworth, yeah, correct? Yeah, Tamworth. So it's not at um, Leichhardt and it's not at Campbelltown. Look, I, I couldn't tip the Tigers on what they showed us last weekend mm-hmm. tonight. I thought they were dreadful, to be honest. Um, Newcastle sort of let them come back into the game in the second half, but I thought they were, I, it was one of their worst performances in the past month for the Tigers. And the Sharks just so consistent, going so well that. Um, yeah, I think they'll win, and they'll win pretty comfortably, I reckon. The Sharks are going to uh, really cause some concern as we get uh, get further and further into the final series. Yeah, I agree. I think they're, as I say, they're really consistent, mm. and and maybe they've got a great forward pack, maybe haven't got the attacking brilliance that some of the other teams have got, which um, which might find them out. You know, if they've got to win two or three games or whatever, they've got to win to, to make the grand final or to, to win the grand final. That might find them out against some of the good teams, Trace. But uh, they're certainly right up there and and uh, got a great defence. And as I say, they've got a great forward pack. And, and uh, you know, I think they'll, they'll cover the Tigers pretty comfortably. The Broncos are taking on the Knights. Uh, again, that one is uh, is up in Brisbane, 7.35 Saturday. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going for the Knights, the Broncos. <laughs> the 
nights are paying six dollars fifty, which, know, which that which uh, think, that that seems unfair. Yeah, I yeah, agree with that. And Broncos and the Broncos are at a dollar twelve. Like what? Yeah, and they're not. Um, I wouldn't say the Broncos are travelling. You know, super at the moment, but they are back at home, and um, you know, obviously they'll be very hard to beat. And I'll tip the Broncos. I think they should win. They've they've sort of in a little mini slump, if you want to call it. So they've got to, they'll be looking at this game to snap themselves out of that and, and make sure they make the playoffs for starters. And, but Newcastle, look, they would have taken a little bit of confidence, I reckon, out of last week. And if they can control those dumb errors that they, they produced in the second <laughs> half, they get rid of those and show the same sort of defensive resolve that they showed against um, the Tigers last week, then... Uh, and hopefully they can um, cause an upset. But, um, yeah, in a tipping competition right at this yeah. moment, I've gone for the Broncos. And especially with Jake Clifford and, uh, and Mitch Barnett out. Mm, yeah, it, it's yeah just... that, that certainly doesn't help. Barnett, yeah. I thought, was probably his night's best last week. Mm. And, and Jake Clifford um, had probably one of his better games. Well, he had one of his better games for a long while. He hasn't been playing much. But, mm. um, yeah, that, that won't help them. Um, from a, from a team point of view, they get clammed back, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think the Broncos probably just a little bit too much strike. Our 2 o'clock Sunday game, it's the Raiders taking on the Dragons. The Raiders have got to restore some pride. Um, they've got to win this one. There is no two ways about it. And I just can't see the Dragons with all of the, the crap that's going on off-field for them. I just uh, I can't see them coming over the Raiders. Yeah, look, if it, if it, if it was at Wollongong, then you'd, mm, you'd probably give story. the Dragons half mm. a chance. And, or a good chance, but the fact that it's in, in Canberra, Ricky won't be there, but the players, I reckon, all, as you said, a bit of resolve there. They got beat last week in a really important game for them, so I'm, I'm expecting them to bounce back, but um, we'll have to wait and see that, Trace. Mm. The Raiders are a bit up and down as well, so not, a, not an easy game to pick that, but I've gone with the favourites at home. And, uh, of course, the Dragons are without Tarek Sims. Yeah, well, um, yeah, Tarek's been in a Bit of bit of bother, you know. At certain stages during the year, probably lucky. Well, wasn't lucky. He was very lucky. He didn't get sent off last week for that. Yeah. Um, very for that shot. And um, yeah, so he's off to Melbourne next year, and and um, probably. Well, I don't think he plays again for the Dragons. So, no, he uh, doesn't. With his suspension, he's done. so uh, yeah. yeah, disappointing, disappointing year for for Tarek Sims to be honest. Our final game of uh, of the round. It's the Titans taking on the Seagulls. Titans are at home. Oh, God, you watch. This will be the one that will get both of us, Barry. I'm going the Seagulls, but um, we know what the Titans can do to us when they decide to do it. And uh, I know that I've lost out on my Seagulls in the top four, but I'm still going for them. Yeah, I'll tip the Seagulls too. And I'm a bit like you. I'm half expecting the Titans to cause an upset over someone at some point. Um, (laughs) They have to. They have to do it to you and I. The Knights have skipped six clear of them, so um, and now they're looking probably with West Tigers at that wooden spoon. So um, yeah, but they're not playing well enough. No. I, I don't think they're playing well enough. The Sea Eagles to me are, I don't know, I'm not sure where their heads are at either. To be honest, um, they were good for half a game last week, and then they had to win it. They're back against the Eels in the second half and never looked like it. So. Um, won't be an easy trip up there, but um, on form, you'd have to think that the, the Seagulls will be too strong. But as I say, the Titans have got enough strike power um, in their team to maybe cause an upset. But um, yeah, I'm going with the Seagulls. Fingers crossed. Well, look, you have a wonderful rest of the uh, rest of the day. Anything fun on today, or just enjoying retirement as usual? No, uh, quite. 
strokes. I'm doing a little bit, making a few calls. I've got a column to write soon, but mm. um, yeah, um, taking it pretty easy to be honest. Not much of a day today. It's very gloomy and cloudy, but um, anyway, it's better than working. Absolutely, absolutely. You stay safe, my friend. Um, we will no doubt chat uh, over the weekend, seeing how we both go, seeing as how we have uh, have got those couple that are well and truly uh, against each other this week, so I yeah, can't wait for I, it. Who do I need to win? Who do I need to win? Oh, Jason? I knew what? you were going to ask me that. Hang on one second. What, it's, what now, oh, so the you've got to get the rabbitos and the bulldogs up, yep. Beautiful, okay. Right well, pretty, yeah, uh, good stuff. <laughs> you have a good one. I'll chat with you next week. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. That is Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald. He joins us each and every Thursday to talk all things NRL. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.